Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. It is the last week in the state of Texas and across the world for the year 2022. So we're going to take a look back on a few things, particularly as it relates to religious liberty. You know, that's a big part of the work that we do, but also central to the work that our guest does that's going to be on the show with us today. But there's a lot of things to look back on, a lot of exciting things, a lot of interesting things. And, you know, I like to do that from time to time. We all do is, you know, maybe we have a little bit of time to catch our breath before the the uh, the year ends, but we're going into a state legislative session. And so things are not going to slow down all that much. But I'm a big believer in particularly when you've had a special year and we have had a special year, the state of Texas has had a special year. There is a lot of work still to do on the issues we care about. But certainly, I think it's always good to take a look back and think about uh, what happened, what we've accomplished and why it matters to you as Texans. And someone who knows a lot about that is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. He's no stranger to the Texas Values Report. He's been on several times. Kelly Shackelford is the president and CEO of First Liberty Institute. It is the largest nonprofit legal organization that focuses on protecting religious liberty, not only in Texas, but throughout the country. Kelly is a proud graduate of Baylor undergrad and Baylor Law School, and recently he was voted as one of the top 25 lawyers in the past 25 years for the state of Texas. And oh, by the way, he is a founding and a current board member of Texas Values. So, Kelly, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Glad to be on, Jonathan. And well, it's good to see you this way. We don't see each other a lot in person like we used to. I miss that. I'm going to work on that on my end this coming year and uh, come up, try to spend some time with you wherever you are, whether it's in North Texas or another part of the state or country. But I look forward to that. Uh, you know, and, and, and I, you know, we talk about 10 years of Texas values. We've been talking about that a lot this year. Obviously, um, we started working together. I started working for you many years ago and when I started my career in 2005. And so it's always exciting to get to connect with you to see the current work that we're doing together in the leadership that you continue to demonstrate in your team. This year was a special year. So I want to talk about that focus on the religious liberty issues. And while there was a lot of focus on Roe versus Wade being overturned on Friday, June 24th, that following Monday. Here we go. A huge decision out of the Supreme Court. The case of Coach Joe Kennedy in your leadership and representing him. Tell us about that case and, and, you know, kind of what your organization looks at as that being sort of one of the key issues in the uh, key victories for you this year. Yeah, it was an unbelievable year. I mean, uh, you know, most people don't know this. You know this, Jonathan, but there's about 8000 requests a year and the Supreme Court took 67. OK, so your chance of getting them to take your case is not very good. The idea that we had not only two cases, but two wins at the Supreme Court in the same week is just something way beyond anything I ever would even put as a goal because it's just a crazy goal. It's a God thing. And uh, so both those are huge wins at the Supreme Court. But Coach Kennedy is the one that I think most people, they, you know, most people wanted Coach Kennedy to win. I mean, right. the, the polls were with him. Everybody was with him. And I think most people know that Coach is going back to the school. He will be a coach again. And this fall, there'll probably be a thousand cameras there when he goes to a <laughs> knee after the game. Well, and he's... He's pretty good in front of the camera, too. That helps. Well, we've right? given him a lot of experience over <laughs> seven have. years. So he's 
he's become quite a professional uh, in a funny sort of way. Um, uh, and I'll tell you more about Coach Kennedy that's coming ahead. But it, it was a great – so everybody knows he goes back to coach, he gets to pray. People have no idea what was in the opinion. And what was in the opinion is the biggest change in religious freedom law in, I mean, really 70 years. This is every person alive right now has more religious freedom than they've ever had in their life. And most people don't know it because they don't know what happened. And there's a decision that was called Lemon that really restricted religious freedom. It, it kind of goes back to, well, it's the same court that gave us Roe v. Wade, same yep. Supreme Court, 1971. And they said, look, we think that the Establishment Clause is not just about stopping there from being a nationally established church. Um, we think it means separation of church and state. We think it means that if you're offended by religion, you can bring lawsuits. And our whole lives, we've seen all these things going on. That was cited, that opinion was cited over 7,000 times in the last 50 years. Well, in Kennedy, you know, you're reading along right at the beginning, and all of a sudden you see lemon is over. 7,000 citations really just overruled. Everywhere the crosses were taken down, they come back up. If there's a Ten Commandments in the closet, it comes back out. Everywhere that prayer was stopped, it goes back in. And so this is sort of the connection I would make to Texas values. Most people don't know this. And um, well, I, I, you'll understand this. One of our more aggressive attorneys, Hiram, comes busting into my office. You, you mean you mean one of your more? You mean the most? <laughs> <laughs> and he I can comes, say that because I worked with him, in, in, you know, in a complimentary way. Yes, he's he's the guy you want to let loose on the on the bad guys. And uh, he comes busting in my office. And, I need twenty million dollars. And I said, "What?" He said, "I need twenty million dollars." He said, "We've got to go into every community of every state of this country. There's over seven thousand citations just overruled. We need to open every one of these cases. We need to bring the crosses back, the prayer back, all this." And I said, "No, no, 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 no." I said, "What? Look, this is not about us doing this. We've got the victory." This is about people doing this themselves. That's right. So we've created a, a, a you know a campaign called Restoring Faith in America, where we just put a website up rfia.org where people can go. Okay, here's what we won. Here's what you can do, and it's going to depend upon the states. It's going to depend upon like Texas values telling people, do you know that you can have a prayer at your school board meeting? Have you asked why aren't they having a prayer? Right. Uh, do you know that they can be praying after the football game or before the football game and, and the coaches can can join the kids, too, if they want to? I mean, there's all these changes that just happen. Everybody's used to 50 years ago and they think that there's all these sort of handcuffs on people and they've just been freed. But nobody knows it. And that's going to depend upon Texas values. There'll be legislation that you can file on this that make this clear. There'll be lots of education campaigns. But. This is, in fact, our uh, your your friend who was in the Texas legislature, Matt Krause, is the guy that's going to be on our team leading this national effort to educate people everywhere to take back their own communities and to restore faith in America. 
Now, look, I think it's that's an exceptional idea. And we're talking with Kelly Shackelford, president and CEO of First Liberty Institute, the largest nonprofit organization in the country that focuses on religious liberty and court cases and defending religious liberty. And Kelly's one of the most accomplished First Amendment lawyers himself, argue before the U.S. Supreme Court. We're talking about religious liberty cases and, um, and specifically the Coach Kennedy case. I say this a lot, Kelly. What good is it to win a court case or pass a law if no one moves forward and exercises that right that's been restored or been replaced? You know, it's, and so there it is important to win the legal battle. It's important to pass the law. But it's so important to then remind people to go out and say, now here's what you can do. That's something we do every year after a legislative session. When we pass a new law, we go on this education campaign because a lot of people are not going to hear about it. They're not going to know or understand how some of these things work. They're not going to know what the lemon test is, right? And I I think it's interesting, too, because – you know, whether it's coincidental or not, but the fact that you mentioned this, right, that that case was from 1971. This was a case that set a standard, um, a really constraining, restrictive standard on religious speech that has sort of been, you know, continued or allowed or, you know, something that we bump up against and has been a big issue. Same with Roe versus Wade. And I think that says something about, you know, the makeup of this court, and what we can expect moving forward. So I encourage people to go to firstliberty.org, find out more about the um, Restoring Faith in America campaign. Kelly, you had an article that's up this week on Fox News, and I'm going to try to do a screen share so people can um, see just a little bit of the clip of that. Um, And that was, I think, on their uh, on Fox News uh, website. I think this is an MSNBC link, but here's Coach Kennedy with you. Um, tell us a little bit about that article and why it was important for you to get that out there into the national circulation this week. Well, because there's been a real attack on religious freedom. I, mean, I think everybody sees it. Like we had uh, two years ago, we had 341 legal matters. Last year, we had 898. So, I mean, the, the attacks are growing, but people just see the attacks. And so what I was trying to let people know is what can you see in 2023? Well, number one, look at what just happened. I mean, we've just, we've just made strides that we never thought possible. We just overturned like the Roe v. Wade in the religious liberty arena. And, and so we, we had these two huge wins in, in the coach Kennedy case and in the school choice uh, for Christian schools case that we want the Supreme court but we've got two big ones sitting there right now. I think we're going to keep winning because we've got a court now who wants to follow the Constitution. And, and so the I think it's as, as we start to win and fight these cases, and again, the cases we're ha- coming up, Jonathan, are really important because I think a lot of the attacks have shifted into the workplace. So all yeah. these woke corporations just crushing people of faith. I, I really believe we're about to have a victory at the Supreme Court that will add this pretty strong protection to every person in these situations in the future. But so we've got battles ahead, but I really think it kind of comes back to what we talked about just a minute ago. And that is we're starting to win in this arena and it's going to be a matter of, do we take advantage of those wins? It's like one way to put it is instead of being on defense and reacting to what the other side is doing, we can now go on offense right? We can now go and say, we're putting up the 10 commandments in our community, right? We're, we're, we're bringing prayer back to our community. The school, the the city council is going to have a prayer to start the meeting now. And I mean, you go on and on. There's lots of these examples 
it's going to depend upon us. I, I kind of my visual is there's a castle where there's a bad person holding hostage our children in the future, and God just blew a hole in the wall, and we're all kind of sitting at the wall looking through and going, "Hey, look, God blew a hole in the wall. <laughs> we need to go through the hole." That's right. You know, and and I'll tell you, there's another good example for you guys, especially. Um, we did a the first academic, highly rated, uh, objective, peer-reviewed religious liberty index of the states that compared all the states on religious liberty. It, it's it's not a an opinion thing or a poll. It's really high level. We compared every state and how many protections in the law they had for religious liberty. We had the academics do this, and they listed them one through fifty. And some surprises in there. Texas is number 25, mm. right? And so I was at a conference with a lot of these legislators, and they're all lined up going, man, we're going to change that. And one of the Texas guys said, I want a list of every law that any other state has that we don't have in Texas that protects religious liberty. <laughs> right. And so think of what you can do this session just on passing laws on religious liberty. So there, there, we can go on offense now, and we've got to do that. And Texas values is key in the state of Texas if you're going to do that. Well, look, and, and you're going to know better than I am because you focus on the religious liberty issue. You can see what's happening around the country. You can see what's happening in other states. And, and you know, Texas values, we are the Family Policy Council for the state of Texas. So we do network with other states and see what they're passing. But we're not as deep into it on just one issue like First Liberty Institute uh, is. Religious liberty is one of our three pillars, but we also do pro-life and marriage and family work. And there's been a lot of work done on the pro-life issue. And for good reason. Now we can see, now what about the religious liberty issue? And particularly to your point, when you've got a new precedent, you've got a Supreme Court that has now um, opened the way and, and really sort of restored where we should have been uh, from the beginning. For decades, people were going into court and, and just over time, making the bar higher or making it more difficult for freedom to ring, if you will, for um, these religious liberty issues to be simple and for these symbols and expressions to be allowed and not uh, end up in conflicts in courts. And so, I think it's exciting to look at it's timely. We're, we got January right around the corner. You know, the state legislative session starts. That's why I'm doing this work, because 15 years ago or so, Kelly said, you know what, Jonathan, you ought to go down to the state legislature and work on some of these issues. And so I've been blessed to make a career out of that, but also to do some good work with a team. Kelly, you've been a part of that along the way. I want to sort of wrap up and conclude there. You were a founding board member of Texas Values. You continue to be a board member and provide that leadership and guidance and that wisdom. But that's where it started. You know, uh, we're celebrating 10 years this year. Um, 10 years ago, there was an idea, there was a meeting and, you know, and, and I was already doing some of this work, but the idea was to have a state group that just focuses on these issues as First Liberty Institute was doing a lot of work around the country. I'm glad that we've made it 10 years. I want to make it 10 more years. Uh, this year has been special with the heartbeat law and Roe versus Wade being overturned and some of the other work we just discussed. But just for a minute, um, I would love to hear you share sort of your perspective on being able to be involved in that and have a role in seeing some of the work we've done in Texas. Well, it's just, it's great to see what God does, right? And um, I mean, I remember, uh, uh, you know, you working at uh, at First Liberty and and us realizing, you know, this guy, actually, it was, it was, it was totally out of the blue, right? We were at a board meeting and some of the board members, it was the Holy Spirit, just yeah. said, I think Jonathan would be really good at the legislature. And uh, 
And next thing you know, we're coming to you and going, hey, <laughs> you know, I'd you like to move down to Austin? <laughs> right. And uh, and that was, man, I mean, that was your your sweet spot. That was your yeah. area of giftedness. And uh, so when we had these two things, this national religious liberty group and this state legislative group that kind of both grew, uh, one of our board members said something I thought was brilliant. He said, you know, when I'm planting plants, sometimes I'll have two that are too close together and one they'll crowd each other. And if I'll just pick one up and replant it, he said, they'll both grow so much larger and more healthy. And I'm thinking about it. It's been 10 years. And I'm pretty sure that both of our budgets have increased by 10 times in those 10 years. And so isn't that amazing, right? It is. No. Oh, just growing uh, beautifully. And it was the Lord's plan uh, to grow that up. And, and, you know, we've got a long way to go. We do. I I mean, I think of uh, how many people would want to support Texas values if they understood there was some group fighting for this, but so many people don't know. Same thing with First Liberty. Everywhere I go around the country, people don't know they can be involved in the fight for religious liberty in the courts. And everywhere I go, they say, I had no idea. I'm so excited that I can do something and they get involved. And so we're both growing because there's all these people out there that don't have any way to, to get in the fight unless they connect with the groups like uh, we represent. Well, no, I think you're absolutely right. We're talking with Kelly Shackelford. He's president and CEO of First Liberty Institute. Also, he is a founding and current board member of Texas Values and one of the most accomplished lawyers in the country and certainly in the state of Texas. And you know what I love about it too, Kelly, is how organizations continue to work together. We saw it during last legislative session. Members of your team will come in and testify. They'll provide that expertise. We'll come in and support that with testimony, but then we'll also do the work on the ground after they leave where we're shepherding these issues through the legislative process. We're doing media interviews. We're doing sort of a campaign to support those issues. But in, in some court cases, we work together. We submitted an amicus brief in the Coach Kennedy case, but there's been times when members of the First Liberty Institute team have served as the lawyers for a case that Texas Values has been involved in. We continue to find those creative and strategic ways to work together. And as to your point, to get the best out of each other, right? It focuses and highlights what First Liberty Institute does best. It focuses and highlights on what Texas Values does best. And every now and then we get to come together on something important. And I'm so excited that we continue to do that and um, we see the the benefit is the people, not only in Texas, but then your work across the country and other parts of the state. And so, and I'm excited for that, right? We've got a lot to look forward in January as we look back on an incredible year with some Supreme Court decisions, but some tremendous opportunities where we can't waste. We can't think it's great to, to say we did some wonderful things. Now, what are we going to do next with the, you know, the freedoms that can be restored and really leading us back? And so, and and this is what brought home to me during COVID and, and right after that, right? It reminds you of how life and death, religious freedom can be. That can be the thing that people hold onto when they need it most, right? And so we're reminded that not just in a Coach Kennedy having his livelihood, that certainly matters as well, but for people to being able to feel like when they need to, wherever they are, they'll be able to express themselves, be able to engage in religious activity, and it certainly is life and death. We know that's a part of the Christian walk, but the more that we're able to have that freedom for others, I think is so tremendous. And so I'm so thankful for the work that you continue to do and the leadership um, that you continue to demonstrate. And I look forward to doing more of that in the new year. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just encourage everybody really be thinking about the nonprofits that you care about at the end of the year. About 30% of their budgets typically come in at the end of the year, and it, it sets the plans for the whole next year. And especially I look at Texas values heading into the legislature, what you can do and can't do will be determined somewhat by, you know, how much resources you have and therefore what you can do. Same with uh, First Liberty. So as, as you're thinking at the year end, um, really give to the groups that you can see making a real difference. Uh, you know, not, not theoretical, groups right. that are showing you results already. And because I, I think this next year is going to be a big year. It's going to be a big year for us in the courts. We got two cases sitting at the Supreme Court now. We got the Navy SEALs case we're arguing next month. It's going to be huge for Texas values. Yeah. This is the first legislature to come back in Texas after Roe v. Wade's being overturned. Right. Just look at all the stuff that's happening. The, the states are going to be key. No, they absolutely are. I think that's what we see from the Supreme Court is saying, hey, we've done enough of that or the other courts have done enough of that. This is for the states to decide. We're sending that freedom back to the states. But that means that doesn't mean that they're resolved. That means now that's the battlefield. And so yes. we've got to engage even more. And so, Kelly, I just want to say to you and Hiram and Mike and Jeremy, all the great members of your team there. Um, I wish you all a happy new year. Thank you for continuing to partner with us, the great work you do. And um, and I hope that, and, and I'm sure that God will continue the great work at First Liberty Institute. And we thank Kelly Shackelford, President and CEO of First Liberty Institute, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. All right, I didn't give it, we had Kelly on, I didn't even talk about football. I'll try to bring him on next time and we'll talk about <laughs> We'll talk about football because I am going to the Alamo Bowl later today for, for, my precious, for my precious Longhorns, which Kelly gave me an opportunity to be closer to now that I've lived <laughs> back in, in, in Austin for Good 10 for years. You. But all right, Kelly, we'll catch up with you in the new all year. Right. God bless you, sir. Yeah, I'll see you at the board meeting. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. Okay, so I got a few minutes left as Kelly exits our Zoom, and I'm going to Mention what he was saying, right? The fact we've got a matching grant in place um, where all donations up to 50,000 are being matched. As a matter of fact, we have a new one. We got to the end of that first one. We had a $50,000 match that was completed. And we had somebody new come up and say, I'm going to give you another 50,000 in, in place for you to tell people that that has already been promised and pledged and to encourage them to match that and to see that their donations are effectively doubled because somebody is ready to bring 50000 So that's your turn now, okay, um, to make that tax-deductible donation to protect faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. Speaking of religious liberty, I didn't get into it, to some of this with Kelly. I wanted to let him sort of take center stage with Coach Kennedy and some of that work. We had a huge religious liberty victory at the end of this year with Taylor, Texas, where drag queens tried to take over the Christmas parade and they did. It created, ended up resulting in two Christmas parades. And then the city council tried to push a policy that would have excluded Christians from um, official participation in some of these city events because they live their life in a religious way. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a clear violation of the First Amendment. And, and certainly um, the strong precedent Kelly talked about put us in a better position. That was postponed. The vote on that bad ordinance was postponed because Texas Value stepped up. Local people stepped up. We worked together with them. We uh, multiplied their presence and their visibility. We testified at the city hearing. We made it clear that they were in violation 
of the First Amendment and religious freedom protections and that they were going to be in trouble, if you will, if they didn't do something. It got national news. I mean, this issue was all over the place. And and, and the Christmas parade for the Christians was able to move forward. Now, this issue is not over. Um, that ordinance is likely to come up in the new year. It was postponed. So we're not done on yet on that yet. But that was what Texas Values did. We were first to the fight. We saw it before it even cropped up. We were in communication with folks down there in Taylor, not too far from our office, and we had a tremendous result. That's what we do. A lot of times that happens. We haven't raised money for that specific issue. We ran to the fight when the fire started, if you will, to go step in and get a great result, and we did for now. But now we've got to make sure we raise the money to make up for some of that time we spent on that and not seeing that coming up such, um, you know, towards the end of the year. Just some of the many reasons why you should support Texas values. We're going into the legislative session. You know, the past uh, 10 years in the five sessions Texas values has been around, we have led the effort to pass a religious liberty and a pro-life law in every legislative session. And so those are results that you can count on. That's the impact we have. And speaking of impact, you look at some of the work that we did to, to be the faith and family group that led the heartbeat law getting passed. The estimates are over 70,000 lives have been saved. When you want to think about, well, what impact am I having when I give to Texas Values? You're saving lives. I mean, we pass laws that save lives, that have an impact of life and death, whether a child dies from an abortion, whether a child is protected from an abortion. When I was a student at the University of Houston Law Center, this is what I was taught. The law is a teacher. What the law says is okay and not okay is what some people use to base their idea of right and wrong. So whether or not they decide to end the life of an unborn child can be decided on whether law allows it. Some people will not will continue to not follow the law, but many people, that will be the judgment. So you're making kids uh, and unborn children more protected. You're saving their lives. You're giving them opportunity to live. You're restoring religious freedom. You're making sure that drag queens don't take over Christmas parades and push Christians out of celebrating Christmas, and you're helping keep Christ in Christmas. We're going to be working on banning drag queens from kids' events. We're going to be working on making it clear that children should not be pushed or allowed to have these operations on them for sex changes. We're going to be working to save women's sports, to make sure that men are not taking away spots from women in collegiate sports. A lot of great things. You can see these details on our website, just some of the many reasons why you should support that work we do at Texas Values, txvalues.org, to make that tax-deductible donation today. I just got like 10 seconds left, I guess, to say thank you so much for supporting us throughout this year in so many ways. It means a lot to us. We continue to grow. We do have two job openings. So um, we're excited. We got 15 people that are working with us on our team, but we continue to grow. And that's how we do the work of faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to have, if you're watching this live, a more robust wrap-up show um, tomorrow afternoon on Friday December 30th with a number of members of our team. We're going to go into a little bit more details. We're going to preview the legislative session. So, and we're going to look back on some of the great stories. Roe v. Wade being overturned. Coach Kennedy, right? In January of this year, we helped with an effort to stop the Biden vaccine mandate for employees and employers. So many great things to list. If you get our emails, you can see that. We're going to put up a blog post about that today. But thank you. Thank you so much for seeing the value in the work that we do. And together, we can continue to protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas with your help. So God bless you. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.